I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to the Must Hear Music Podcast. We have, well, let me start off here. Uh, my name is Joe Lynch. I'm sitting here with Lindsay Havens. Hello. Uh, and Jason Lipschutz. What's up? Thank you guys for joining me. We have a very, this is a special wow. podcast. This is the big one. Sure this is, is our best of 2018 podcast. <laughs> the Jurassic Park theme song. <laughs> that was the best song of 2018. Yeah. Definitely, Ouch. for sure. Um, yeah, no, I mean, so we're, we've got, I think, maybe... Uh, uh, I think we're just going to do this uh, one by one, go around, talk about a bunch of songs we like and, you know, weigh in on each other's choices. Cool. Great. Um, a battle of the songs. A battle of the Ooh. songs. Uh, is there going to be a winner song? Yeah. I know what the winner already is. Wow. Can't be one of Park yours. Theme. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Love it. The best song of every year since 1993. Yeah. Or whenever that movie came out, I forget. Um, let's start with, uh, and actually I, I forgot to write whose name with, is with each of these. So I'm going to, I'm going to guess. Okay. I think this is Jason. Let's start with uh snail mail pristine. Oh yeah. Yep. All right. Let's, Love let's that talk about it. Uh, yeah, the snail, I haven't made my album list, but the snail mail album actually might be my number one this year. Wait, Whoa. didn't we have to do a staff album list? Didn't you already vote on that? You mean like your personal yeah, one? Yeah, but I, I, you know, yeah, you my just personal made one. made up some things. And... I made yes. up some things. Uh, no, I mean, I, ha- I know like my favorite like 10 albums of the year. Right. I don't know what number one might be, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I love the snail mail album. I think that, uh, she is just such a talented uh, not only songwriter but vocalist and I just love the production on this whole album and uh, I wrote about this album for our albums list uh, coincidentally and uh, I, I wrote about Pristine being this basically there's an intro track on on her album but like Pristine is like where the album opens up where you get like the guitar tone she's going mm-hmm. to favor where you get her her kind of elliptical storytelling and um, and I just I, I think that there are parts of this song that always stick out to me, like when um, the drums pick up during the third verse. Mm-hmm. Um, I love uh, kind of the pleading tone of the chorus. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope that, you know, obviously Snail Mail has gotten a lot of uh, press this year. A lot of press, yeah. Which is great. I mean, deservedly so. I think that there, I, it, this is a whole other, other tangent that I won't go down, but like to see like, all the best rock album Grammy nominees be like 
like established dude bands and you have an album yeah. like this it's just like oh it's so frustrating that's like how it always is though. Mm-hmm. i know but like there are so Grammys many don't favor newcomers but there were so many great rock albums this year yeah lucy dacus is too yeah lucy dacus soccer mommy mm-hmm. uh like these are like courtney barnett um who actually did get nominated before but anyway uh yeah no i'm i i love the snail mail album and i love pristine yeah um i think lindsey jordan is only 19 which is worth saying because mm-hmm. it's insane and my favorite part about this song is how she like very perfectly taps into being 19 because there are parts of this where she's so self-assured and confident she even says like i'll only love myself or something yeah but then the very last line is like but i'll always love you the same too yeah and i just feel like that's like when you're a teenager you say these things and you're just like no i really mean it but yeah. then, like a few minutes later, yeah. you're like, "Okay, like, nope, I actually, I, I don't." <laughs> yeah. like, ah. Remember when I felt like that? That was dumb. Um, and I feel like this song like highlights that really, really well. But that's throughout the whole album. Yeah, yeah, I think this is a great example of uh, what makes the album stand out. Because um, I mean, yeah, the thing is, like this this album is like super familiar territory. Like we're on like the second decade of like retreading the same indie rock tropes. Like, I mean, this sounds like I'm starting with a negative and I am, (laughs) but like, you know, like honestly, like an album like this could have been made in 1994. Like there's nothing new on it. And to me, actually, a lot of the stuff you mentioned before, I'm kind of like middle of the road on because it just doesn't pop to me. I think it's way too familiar and not inspired Mm -hmm. enough, but like pristine is to me why I think like snail mail deserves the praise because she just has this incredible delivery. Her lyrics are really meaningful and the craftsmanship is just perfect. And the band just like finds a groove and like mm-hmm. goes with it. Um, whereas a lot of the other ones I'm like, you know, like how do I need to listen to the 5,000th indie rock album in my life? Like wow. not really. And honestly, Whoa. if I do, it needs to be something that's like what a as life. pristine as this. <laughs> yeah. Um, Good but joke, yeah, though. so like it, this to me, this is great. Like this is like, if you're gonna retread familiar territory, like make it incredible like you have to be so good at it and she is so good at it yeah. and the fact that she's like 19 or maybe 18 when she made this mm-hmm. is like really exciting to me is what i would say <laughs> i agree let's, uh, let's listen to it so let's listen to it snail mail the song is pristine and here it is All right, that was Snail Mail. Um, Next up, I'm going to do one of my picks, uh, Brockhampton District. So I think, no, we talked about, I think, Honey on this podcast before from their 2018 album Iridescence. So they had a bit of a tumultuous year. Mm -hmm. Um, A member got ousted. They went from kind of having just endless critical praise to this uh, major label debut album coming out and receiving... A lot of people really loved it. I, it was one of my favorites of the year. A lot of people really didn't like it. They, this, like, this is their first album that came out that received like actually mixed reviews. Yeah. So you know, like, we'll see where the future is them for that. Where with the blah, what the future <laughs> looks like for them moving forward. So close. Um, but I really enjoyed the album, and this song in particular is one of my very favorites of the year. District. Um, it just like sums up like why I think they're so interesting. Like, it starts out with these. Uh, dramatic strings and these kind of affected vocals um, and then this really weird wonky beat comes in 
Um, there's this synth line that goes throughout, and it sounds like someone's playing the synth who like kind of doesn't know what they're doing. Like they're like holding one note down too long, and then it like skips between a few notes like awkwardly fast. But like I love I love music that like intentionally plays with off melody. Like you have another finds pick a melody. like that. I do. Yeah, no, that's very true. <laughs> Like, I just think it keeps it interesting. Like, yeah. find a melody and then, like, screw around with it. Like, because mm-hmm. kind of what I was saying before, like, it, to a degree, like, like, sounds so jaded. But, you know, like, there's only so many, like, sounds and genres and we've heard a lot of stuff before. So, like, make it interesting. And that's 100% what they do. And plus, like, the lyrics here are incredible. Like, they're, like, dealing with success but still being depressed. Uh, Joba has a great line about, praise God, hallelujah, I'm still depressed, at war with my conscious, paranoid. Like, that's just, like, such a nice couplet that I think is, like, super relatable. Like, when you, like, get what you want and then you're like, oh, actually, I still feel terrible yeah. about life. None of my problems are solved. Um, and it reminds me in, in a kind of a roundabout way of that first NERD album. Just this, like, hmm. really, like, restlessly creative, like, superly, I don't know, like, detailed production type thing. But but anyways, that's me yapping about that. What, what did you guys <laughs> oh, think about oh. uh, either the album or <sighs> the song District? You just described the plot of BoJack Horseman with that line. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. what I think. Um, maybe it's just that I'm, I'm not a big enough fan of Brockhampton, but my biggest issue, I love what they put out, but like I can never identify one song from sure. their projects. I, it all becomes a bit too like same at a certain point for me. Um, but I, I did like the one that you picked. I think Thanks. it does a really good job of showing what they do best, which is like, weaving in and out of these different melodies and tempos and spotlighting all the different people in the band. Um, so mm-hmm. this is a good one to showcase all of that. But yeah, other than that, I don't feel too strongly. Yeah. I mean, uh, I actually like right around this time last year is when I became a huge Brockhampton fan, like around November, December, 2017. When Happy kinda... one year anniversary. <laughs> Thanks yeah. guys. Wow. Yay. My Brockhampton birthday. Your Brock birthday. Yeah. Your Brock, your Brock day. These are <laughs> poor. Subpar. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like you said, they've definitely had a tumultuous year. Uh, I think that Iridescence is not quite on the level of any of the saturation uh, releases, but I think that it's a step in the right direction. They uh, Once Amir left, they put out a, st- a string of singles that didn't really do much for me. It seemed like they were having a little bit of an identity crisis. I think that uh, iridescence more than anything is them riding the ship a little bit mm-hmm. and I'm really excited to see what they do in 2019 I think that I, I honestly think that like they are only going to get better uh, from mm-hmm. here yeah. so I'm, I'm really excited I agree and since we're talking about a million songs in this podcast we're not going to listen to all of them so we're going to we're going to plow wow. right wow. into yourself guys find it yourself no actually this is a perfect time <laughs> to mention uh we oh, yeah. we're, we have a uh, must hear music spotify playlist sure do. that we're updating find a spotify playlist every, guys either well you know we post the podcast on billboard.com it'll either be embedded on that um or search billboard on spotify and then follow the must hear music playlist which will be updated with all the songs we're talking about make it super easy as easy as it can be one ear pod can be the playlist and the other ear pod can be our podcast wow that would be wild. and then you can that, have it all yeah <laughs> um anyways so let's move on to uh a Lindsay pick so let, let's start with uh ariana grande yes. better off yeah. So you picked uh, one of one of the deep cuts on. <laughs> sure the, did. The album. Wow. <laughs> well, I feel like a lot of people um, 
particularly in this office and, you know, mm-hmm. definitely myself have sort of exhausted discussing all of the other songs, including Thank You Next. But this song, for whatever reason, I just keep going back to is one of my favorites. I think mm-hmm. it's beautiful and it's one of the more chilling tracks on the album where she's being honest in the same way that she is on every other song. But because it's more stripped back, it just feels like even more intimate. Mm-hmm. Um one of my favorite lines is that I tell him this too often, no better than to bark up my tree just for me to fall and leave. And I'm like, you literally put a disclaimer in this song. <laughs> and yet, you, like, I don't know. I just, that line keeps me up at night because I'm like. Go to sleep, Lindsay. <laughs> I, well, I can. I have too much on my mind. Um, no, but it's like she's literally saying up front, like, if you're, you know, if you're going to bark up my tree, I'm going to fall for you. But then I'm mm-hmm. also, I'm going to bounce and I'm going to do me for a while. Yeah. Um. Right. And it's just crazy because I think we saw that happen. Yeah. Um, And it's crazy to be so upfront about that. I mean, it's, you know, it speaks to an emotional intelligence, though. Well, exactly. And I think that underlines the whole album, but definitely on this song. And I feel like based off of what we know will be on Thank You Next, Mm -hmm. it seems like this song could have almost fit perfectly on that, too. Yeah. So I think it's an interesting one. Yeah, I I like how, um, like, kind of, like, spacey and ambient Mm -hmm. it is, too. I mean, even though it's... Like, it's not, like, experimental, really, but it, like, yeah. has that kind of, like, out-there feel. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the whole album is, like, really interesting. It's, you know, she said this is, like... I think she said her last two albums prior to this were kind of, like, her playing the pop game a little bit, and now she's yeah. moving into the lane of what she really wants to be doing, and it's very distinctive. It's, like, a sound that kind of she's doing that others really aren't at this point. Yeah. I just want to... Um, I love Better Off. I love Sweetener and everything Ariana Grande's done this year. I wanted, I almost picked No Tears Left to Cry. I just want to give No Tears Left to Cry a quick shout-out because I think that actually is my number one song of the year. It and might be mine, too. It's, either uh, it's, that or God is a Woman. My my thing is, like, I'm a little... <laughs> I don't want to say resentful of Thank You Next, but because, like, it's more yeah. recent and because it is generally embraced, uh, at least by the critical and mm-hmm. commercial critically and commercially more um i think it has overshadowed no tears left to cry on year-end lists mm-hmm. uh and no tears left to cry is a perfect it's an pop incredible song to me. Perfect yeah song. yeah uh that's all but we're on. blessed to have thank you next honestly yeah like, i love thank I'm you next too i'm so happy there's like a ubiquitous song that i like actually love listening to Versus a ubiquitous song where I'm like, ah, oh, that's fine. I'll yeah. Live, I'll live with that. I'm so happy that, like, the first time I've ever, like, fallen head over heels for a pop star, it's one who's, like, constantly putting new music out. You yeah. know, I feel very lucky right now to be an Can, Ariana fan. Even if you fan. are maybe, what, three years behind the times on that? I'm Ooh. definitely late, yeah. Yeah. Break Free was when you should have started standing. You know, I held out, and now I feel yeah. even better about it. Yeah, Can we maybe. tell a very quick story about women in music? Of course, um, yeah. As long as it's about Ariana. Ariana Grande being our woman of the year. So uh, so basically, we're at the Women in Music event. Um I am backstage, so I do a video interview with Ariana Grande. Name dropper, but yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's I that's true, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh Lindsay uh is back doing her on camera thing. She's uh how would you describe what you're doing? Like behind the It's like a backstage correspondent. Backstage correspondent, like showing people the green rooms and the gift bags and like just kind of like during our pre-show I should say not Mm -hmm. during the show itself so um Ariana Grande arrives um and before I do the video interview uh I'm talking to her and it's it's great and and her mom's there super nice and um so I'm talking to Ariana and she turns her head right and she's like 
oh, hang on, I'm going to crash this girl's uh, shot. So I look, and I don't know who she means, and I look, and it's it's Lindsay <laughs> walking uh, with a cameraman uh, and basically show, like maybe like 20 feet away from mm-hmm. where we're standing, and she's like on camera. She's like, oh, you know, we're backstage, and um, so I see, and, you know, I'll, I'll let you take it from here, Lindsay. <laughs> um, well, to rewind even right before this all happened I I saw that you were talking with her and I kept asking the floor producer with me like do I have time like can I just really like I would love to go say hi really quick I was like freaking out I didn't know that okay yeah and she's like no like we don't know when we're going live like let's just stay put and I was like okay mm-hmm. okay and I'd never really done something like that I was already nervous so then I just stayed put and we went live and I was walking and I like saw Ariana walking and her ponytail like swishing and I was like Keep going, keep going, and then she like walked in, like bumped my shoulder, and yeah. then I blacked out. Yeah. So <laughs> and Ariana, Ariana yeah. video bombs Lindsay while she's live on camera, and Lindsay who blacks out is basically like, "Whoa, that was Ariana Grande. You never know what's gonna happen." Backstage at Billboard. Oh my God! Is that really music. what you said? Okay, no. Well, I I spoke a little more <laughs> eloquently than that. I believe. That's hilarious. But I you could see it in because I'm right there watching all this happen. Oh my God! And it it was it was unbelievable. <laughs> you literally see like the star like the on an animated show and like their right, eyes pop right. out with stars and their stars yeah. following your head. And then like 15 minutes later, your rolled out like a red carpet. <laughs> Exactly. And then like 15 minutes later, uh, we go back. I'm back with Ariana about to do the video interview and Lindsay's sitting there and I go, Ariana, this is this is the person that whose video you just bombed or you just crashed. And and Ariana gives Lindsay a big hug. Oh, that's that's it was sweet. actually incredible. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. Well, I neither spoke to her or met her. So I was, <laughs> I was powering in the you shadows. You nice, though. You, you looked nice very suit. nice. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I like that suit. I'm real, real happy with that suit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all you need. It's a good one. Yeah, it's decent. All right. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah. Ariana Grande better now. Again, we're going to flip right ahead. We're going to talk about another Jason pick. Oh, okay. Uh, Amber Mark, Love Me Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is actually, of all my picks, this is the one I've uh, discovered most recently. Mm. Quick quick thing. Uh, one of the best things about Year Endless to me is just going through uh, song lists and just listening to literally every song that I haven't listened to yet. Mm-hmm. I love doing that. I do that every year. It's very fun. Yeah. Um, I This was on uh, a... Um, a song list that I saw like a week and a half ago, I want to say, and I've listened to Amber Mark a lot and I've I've listened to it before, but not like had that kind of focus. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, My favorite Amber Mark song previously was love is stronger than pride, which plays during, uh, during insecure Mm -hmm. love that song. Um, But love me right. Like I, I listened to this again. I was like, because it was high up on a song list and this song is just, is so striking and, and I love how much Amber's personality shines through but this song just keeps building and building till you get to this hand clap part and it's just like the 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 chorus which was it's a great chorus it kind of is stripped away becomes its own thing it stands on its own I just love this song it's just such a, a like a, a wonderful R&B song and uh yeah I just wanted to highlight it I'm glad you did because yeah, I hadn't I hadn't got around to listening to this song either. 
uh, and I love it. It's like so fantastic. It's like really lovely. It's just like like you said, it's like striking. Yeah. Um. There's like a great like '70s soul flavor with like a little bit of disco string. Definitely. In there. Yeah. Um. Her voice is incredible. It's just yeah. It's like the kind of thing that it ends and you're like, that was great. I want to listen to it again. I know. Yeah. 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 Um. I sort of missed the mark. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, um, but the second I played this song, I recognized her voice and it was from watching Insecure. Yeah. So that was cool. Like that just actually shows how signature her sound is that I could hear a song I'd never heard before and realize that I'd heard not even the same song, but just her voice before. Um, but yeah, I'm very glad that you picked this. I would say to anyone who's unfamiliar with Amber Mark, uh, check out her, her stuff. Yeah, well, I think we should listen to a little bit right now. I think we should, too. I think, yeah. 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 I agree. Let's do it. So Amber Mark, uh, Love Me Right is the song. I'm the light in your life, and you love me more each day. You are starting to drive me crazy. Right, that was Amber Mark, Love Me Right. Um, and I'm going to hop to another Lindsay pick. Oh. Uh, let's talk about uh, a number one hit, Childish Gambino, This Is America. Yes. So this was one of your favorite songs of the year. Sure uh, was. Expound. Uh, I feel like I've talked about this on the pod before you as have. well. Yeah. And, I mean, there's not much more I can add at this point. Well, great pick then. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just wanted to include See what it. what I said before. Because... Yeah. Going back to the podcast, you you brought up the fair point that this video, like, or this song really needs its video. And mm-hmm. that was like a huge reason why it went number one and the big push behind it. But I, I feel like, at least for me personally, like this song can stand on its own without the video at all, um, is still being incredibly strong. And I saw him at MSG this year. And like, there's something about seeing this song live. And it's not like he put the visuals up. He did a bit of the dancing, mm-hmm. which was cute. Um, but there's something about like, when he performed it live, it's like it's become such a, a rallying song at this yeah. point. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to call to it once more because I, I really do think that it's an important one. Yeah, I mean, I would have to say I, I do like that you uh, selected this one because uh, I was kind of thinking about it in the context of the year. And it is a, really an unusual song to have as a number one mm-hmm. and to have as a hit because it's like... I mean, you know, like the the rap portion, you know, it's kind of like hard hitting rap. That's, you know, that's certainly on the charts. But the the stuff in between, it's like gospel and like African-American blues folk music. It's like stuff that like, you know, like sounds that kind of had their heyday like 80 years ago to a degree, um, at least as like what we would consider like mainstream popular music. And it's, it's so unusual to have a song that's number one, like directly harken back to that. Um, yeah. and mix it up with, you know, the sounds of today. And I think that's, it's really, really, uh, like, brave is not the right word, but it's re- it's just a really bold, ambitious move. And it's crazy that it um, hit the right note. I mean, I think it just, it's so well, like, spliced together. It, like, really hits. Mm-hmm. But, and the video, of course, helps. But. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you think about 20, 30 years from now, how uh, people will view popular music during this era of our country and obviously the planet's going to be a sauna and we're all going to be dead (laughs) so we don't really need to worry about that but continue that's how that's the Uh, next thing i was going to say that's it (laughs) i mean obviously you know you have during like the 60s and 70s a lot of 
not every song was political, but you had some songs that were political and, and have stood the test of time as mm. such. Feels kind of like this one might might be something along those lines right. where it's, yeah. you know, people are going to point to this song as a reaction to a lot of the strife that's going on in our, in our country, in our world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Um, we don't need to listen to it. Everyone's heard this song before. Yeah. We'll play the, the underdog picks. Yeah. Um, and all right, let's, let's hop to another one of mine. Uh, not exactly an underdog pick, but let's uh, talk about Casey Musgrave's high horse. So ooh, actually, ooh, ooh. I, now that I think of it, this might be my number one song of the year. Wow. Um, I just think it's so Casey Musgrave's Golden Hour. Uh, you know, it was, it was successful, but it maybe wasn't like a runaway success of an album. But like, critically speaking, like this is one of the most acclaimed albums of the year. It got mm-hmm. a well-deserved Grammy album of the year nod. Um, High Horse is just like such an achievement to me. It's like this like country disco pop song yeah it's just like insanely fun and listenable the production is perfect um and but it's not like you would think like country disco like that's going to be like hokey or like kind of forced it like actually like puts it together in a way where you're like huh maybe these are like two things that are comfortable bedfellows and we could like make future you know music sound like this i'm not predicting that this will become a new genre actually i think it will be you Just think so? Look, I mean, look at Miley and Mark Ronson. That's true. No, that's true. Um, but yeah, and it's just in such a cool song, uh, you know, lyrically, just it's basically, you know, about, um, you know, someone who's uh, has too much pride and is too braggadocious and they're just impossible to be around um, and just like telling them to F off. Uh, but it's so fun and so soaring and just like empowering and lovely. This is definitely like one of my most listened to and I think just one of the most like unexpected delights of the year. I was always a Casey fan, but like this mm-hmm. album like really solidified it for me. And it's so cool that the rest of the album has like a real diversity of sound too. There's like a lot of kind of more like spare spacey folk and, you know, more traditional country and some more traditional pop and it's it's a it's a golden album. Wow. <laughs> um but I don't know, what do you guys think about this one? Yeah, I love this song. Um, I I love how she really like walks the line between country and pop in subtle ways, like even saying giddy up, you know, it's yeah. like it's a very um, country term, but in a pop song that it, yeah. it's just cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, the whole thing is very playful and fun. And I'm not surprised you picked it. <laughs> yeah, that's very my alley. One of the one of the um, it's it's one of those songs where I wish I had been in the room where it's creators like at the at the moment the creators are the final product mm-hmm. it's like because it's one of those songs that is so successful that you just wonder if they heard this finished song for the first time or were like they were like oh, oh shit yeah. like this is like we got something here um yeah it's great it is um agree all right well, let's move on to another uh pretty acclaimed tune this is a jason pick uh and another number one hit uh sicko mode from travis oh, hey. scott which I is love this song. newly in the news again. But uh but Jason, why don't you why don't you tell us why this is one of your favorites of the year? <sighs> yeah. Great song. Just a really, really great song. And it, it, it yeah. took me a little bit of time to come around to it. Um in in the sense like it would I, I put it on a couple playlists. I would always enjoy it, but then once I really like started focusing on it, I was just like, there's so many interesting things going on in this song. Um I used to push up against the three part mm-hmm. uh kind of uh structure of it but now i think it it really 
uh, benefits it just because did, it makes it. Did you read it... Andrew Unterberger's defense of it? <laughs> I did, I did. Yeah. And, and, and that you changed know, your mind. I read that and no, it, it basically is like a prog rap song. Like yeah. it's mm-hmm. just, it's it's so next level, but, and it would have fallen apart if any of those three parts don't really work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I, I think that it's, it's so fantastic, like how each part feeds into each other. Like I, I think that um, having the Drake, uh, the part one, basically have uh, two bars of a of a of an awesome sounding Drake song, then just cutting it off, yeah, and then just going into Travis's part, uh, like f- full on. Um, it's that's just really daring to me, and and mm-hmm. but again, it's really clever uh, because I think that you know it it leaves you wanting more and returning to that first part and then you know kind of in the same uh, what and and honestly just like people really talk about the sound and the structure of this song a lot but i also just enjoy a lot of the lyrics um what yeah. like what's uh <laughs> what what what's the one um where she's where he's like um, she thought it was the ocean. It's just a pool. Like, how big could that pool be? <laughs> She's a rich man. Like it, that yeah. is that must be the biggest pool ever. It's an infinity pool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but it's just it's really fun. And then you know, just like the off like a light part at the end. Mm-hmm. Like it's just uh, again, it just it, it's almost like this higher wire act that could have easily fallen apart, but it it just doesn't. It, it's, yeah. it's really impressive. Yeah, I mean, I think what's uh, to you know jump off of what you're saying. What's what's super impressive is that it is so ambitious. Like this three part song, and each part is like pretty distinct, and yeah. the like um, the segues between the songs are jarring is not the right word, but they're like pretty quick, and but they like don't seem like they're that odd. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's so weird is that there's this like three part like prog rap song, but it's so fun. Like you would yeah. like on paper, you'd be like, oh, this is gonna be like an impressive ambitious thing but it's like listening to it it's just like a really fun enjoyable like pump up song yeah Yeah. um and for something to be so like compositionally involved and fun it's just it's strange it's not a normal thing yeah yeah um in any genre but but yeah do you have some travis thoughts um yeah to just to put this one song very simply like this is just a cool thing that they pulled off here like it's just it's cool to listen to it's exciting um the visual is really exciting for it. There's just so many moving elements to it. And I was late to this song, but I've had it on repeat since I became a fan. I, just, I mean, the whole album. Yeah. The album's fantastic. I just yeah. think like, there, there are certainly some instances this year of, of kind of cream rising to the top when it comes to popular music. Mm-hmm. And I think like I'm I'm a big pop guy and I'm I sort of, uh, you know, there are obviously outliers, but I, I kind of operate under the sense of like, most popular music is good. Um, and I think that like, this is such an interesting thing that is a number one single. Like you would mm-hmm. never expect right. it. I'm sure Travis's label, like never expected sicko mode to become like this enormous hit. Yeah. Um, but I think like it's that it's just a testament to the quality of it. Like immediately this song stuck out on this album. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. All right, cool. All right. Moving on to one of my picks. Um, I want to talk about uh, Tiana Taylor WTP, um, which I think I have talked about in this podcast before, but I'm just, it's one of my obsessions this year. It's so good. Um, So it's on her, you know, she did one of the Kanye produced albums, uh, one of the five, and I think certainly one of the better ones. 
Uh, this is the last song on it. Uh, it's just this, it's a real like production achievement, this song. There's just like so much going on. Uh, there's this great sample of a 1989 house track from LSD called Work This Pussy. And that line is repeated over and over throughout this song. Um, while Tiana Taylor croons just gorgeously. She has this mm-hmm. like real like buttery, soulful um, croon. Uh, and then Mickey Blanco, who's a fantastic rapper, uh, portrays the role of, uh, I don't know if anyone watched Pose, but, you know, Harlem, or has seen Paris is Burning, but, like, Harlem ball culture, um, you know, people walk the runway and compete for various looks, uh, and there's, like, the commentator or the MC who kind of is the, you know, like a tart tongue presider over everything and kind of, like, narrates it slash, like, dresses everyone down. So Blanco is in that role, um, you kind of building up Tiana Taylor and, you know, just, like, doing his thing and it's just it's so much and there's this uh super rubbery baseline it ends with an actual um quote from a ball legend that's from paris is burning octavia saint laurent there's just like a lot going on and it all happens in less than three minutes and it's (laughs) insanely fun it's just this is like to me like the perfect like getting ready to go out for the night song i can see that Um, it has like the perfect voguing beat yes it's like to a t um to a Tiana Taylor. <laughs> to a TT. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm glad that you chose this just because I agree that it was one of the, I actually really liked the um, good music releases this summer and I, I think this was one of the better ones, but also the least embraced of all of them. Yeah, it kind of f- fell by the wayside and I don't, I mean, I guess, you know, this is like, like you're saying, it's like a housey voguing track. Like that's not, Yeah. that's not tearing up the charts these days. But. Right. Um, but yeah, I think this is really fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I was lucky enough to be at the listening for this album, and it had it. It was way better than I thought it had any right to be. Like <laughs> just based on, and, and that's less a, a comment on Tiana Taylor, but and more on you know the fact that it was the last of the five yeah. good music releases, yeah. and I just figured everyone would just be exhausted and just be like, oh, let's we gotta get this out. Let's right. put it." But it was like really cohesive and really entertaining. Yeah. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Yeah, and I feel like maybe because it was the last, it did like public wise, maybe got yeah. a little bit. People were like, oh, we're still doing this, but. Wasn't hers more than seven songs, too? It might have been eight songs. I don't remember. That rule breaker. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Not, anyways, uh, but yeah, anyways, let's listen to some of it. Uh, my obsession, Tana Taylor, uh, WTP. Allow Miss Taylor. 
was tiana taylor uh lindsey we're gonna do one yours uh okay i don't know you interviewed her so maybe you know how to is it terza or tirza Tirza. yeah right yes tirza Uh, song is gladly yeah tell me about it this is this would be in my top five of the year for sure um songs or albums songs (whistles) yeah holy cow holy cow um the albums this is off her debut album devotion Tirza has worked, like, her entire career has been in tandem with Michael Levy, who's this composer, Mika. songwriter, yeah. Mika, sorry. Oh, yeah. right, because she goes by Mika Chu uh, as mm-hmm. a producer. Yeah. Um, she did the music for Jackie. And Under the, uh, Under the Skin. Right. Or Underneath the Skin or whatever Underneath that was. Skin. Yeah. Um, so the two of them have always worked together, and this was the first time where they really put out a full project. And I don't know, there's something about this song. It's just, it's like this hazy, very lo-fi experimental r&b track um which is interesting yet it's not too hard to get into like it's pretty it's easy listening um even though i think that there's a lot going on there i love the subtle wind chimes at the beginning easy experimental listening yeah you know just a new genre (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i i didn't expect the song to stick with me the way it did but i just continually like would drag it into new playlists and it surprisingly works well in a lot of different environments um but yeah, I just wanted to show Tears of some love at the end of the year. I actually came to this album very late, um, and I'm still exploring it, but I've I've really enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah, I would. You you uh, turned me on to her, and I'm glad you did because yeah, I also love this song. Uh, I enjoyed the album a lot. I'm a huge Mika Levy fan. The uh, first Mika Chu in the Shapes album, which I think came out a yeah. decade ago, is actually like one of my favorites of all time. It's called Jewelry. I it's- love that album. Incredibly I listened to that good. so much. Yeah, it Same. must have been my like junior year of college. Mm-hmm. Excellent stuff. But yeah, so she had this like indie album, and she's also a composer. She was Oscar nominated for I think Jackie, mm-hmm. and uh, and oh, she's yeah. the producer behind this. And yeah, and there, it's it's also just like a production like wonder. Like it's yeah. there's a lot going on in the background, but it's very subtle. It doesn't like overwhelm you. It doesn't overwhelm the song at all. The song is a lot of space to like breathe in so like she's definitely the focus but there's a lot of like counter melodies and just like interesting things going on that kind of like keep you mesmerized and like like you get it but you feel like you're still missing something and you kind of like want to listen to it again yeah it's very it's cool it's cool yeah the album's cool yeah but this i think is the standout track for me yeah um well this is a a, you know a less celebrated choice so let's listen to it uh tirza gladly from her debut album devotion All right, that was Tirza. Uh, let's let's flip back up to a lip shuts. Uh, 1975. It's not living. Parentheses. If it's not All with right, you. I gotta put on. I gotta put on my Unterberger pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. How that smell is. What? what? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That was an idiotic. Shout joke. out to Andrew yeah. 
who smells. <laughs> nah, I guess. Really First, I thought you would go with great. hat. Like yeah. I thought you were gonna say hat. So the pants already threw me. And then that hats? joke. No, but that's a thing people say. Like I gotta oh, put, put on, on a hat. Andrew hat. That whole My thing. My Andrew Burger slacks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, like our esteemed non-smelly <laughs> really colleague Andrew Unterberger, yeah. uh, I love the 1975. I love this album, and uh, it's not. Li- <laughs> I'm gonna give Lindsay some time to stop laughing. <laughs> oh, it was okay. a good one. I'll pull it together. Um, and <laughs> it's not living if it's living. Uh, sorry, it's not living <laughs> if it's not with you. <laughs> uh, is sort of my favorite 1975 mode it, it was it was kind of the same one that they had on the sound uh on their last album just very they do the they they have these explorations of almost like am radio pop of just like totally sunny and like straight face like it, this is not really this is not ironic like mm. this is a very like purposely like like capital p pop and they do it so so well and i think that if they did more of it it would almost um, it would almost weaken it a little bit, but they they just find these nuggets of just like pure unadulterated pop music, uh, and and spread them on uh, across like two or three songs on on each album. Um, like two time, two time, two time is also kind of like this on on the new album. But uh, it's not living. It's 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 just like it's it's a gorgeous pop song and mm-hmm. just every element of this. Where you know I love the fact that during the verses like. Maddie Healy will will sing something and it, and the guitar almost like responds to whatever he's singing like with just like a quick little mm. dirty riff. Um, huge chorus, I love it. It's just it's just a great pop rock song. Yeah, I mean it's like <laughs> Lindsay. Let's <laughs> let's check in on Lindsay who was I'll laughing. Her still ass imagining off. them walking into a, a closet, switching pants, and walking back out because that was what popped into my head. Yeah. Um, no, but I was just thinking this, I don't know, this sounds like it should be from a musical. I agree. And I, that, yeah, I, I don't I love that. that. Yeah. Um, you don't love that. No, I'm not a, I'm not a Broadway person. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Um, but. yeah. So this song didn't really do it for me. Wow. I love the one that you picked. You know who's not Andrew putting picked. on Unterberger <laughs> pants right now? Yeah. Lindsay Havens. She's burning Definitely some Unterberger not. pants. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Why? Why do we keep <laughs> go going ahead, back, go ahead. back to this? Um, I love the one that I think Andrew picked on the last, on the either, I don't know, a couple podcasts back. Sincerity is scary. Is, is that what he picked? No. Um, I forget what he picked. Be My Mistake, I think. Yes. That song yeah. is beautiful. And I love that song. This did not do it for me at all. But I will say, St. Vincent loves this album, Ooh. <laughs> oh. which surprised me a little bit. Um, She's got very eclectic taste. Yeah. You have to view it through the Lindsay prism, which is like, <laughs> oh, I don't Saint know. Vincent this isn't good, it. but St. Vincent likes yeah, exactly. it. gets a pass, <laughs> yeah. which is fair enough. Honestly. I mean, yeah. That's um, all I have. I, yeah, I, I love this song. This this is the kind of song. I mean, many things are up my alley, but uh, one a soft spot for me is um, 80s pop. And this is very much like that gorgeous, like sparkling 80s pop production. Um, you know, it's like got the angular gar- guitars, but they're sort of light. They're not really that spiky. Um, there's like a, a chorus, like a choral sing along part. It's just like this immaculately produced. And I can see what you're saying. Like, that is sort of why it sounds, you know, Broadway ish. There's like, there's a chorus. Like, the production is like so perfect. There's all the edges have been, you know, really rounded off. Um, and you might want a little more rawness or whatever. Yeah. 
but I'm I'm into I think you know especially in the context of the album because it's not an f- album full of that. There's just a few of these moments. I think having a couple of those is very effective. Um, but yeah, I think this is a great pick, Jason. Sorry, Lindsay. Yeah, hey, Lindsay. it's okay. Anyways, uh, but okay. Let, let's move on. Let's take that pair of Unterberger pants. Throw them, them out the, of the room. Put them in the drawer. Put in the Unterberger drawer. drawer. The Unterberger Andrew, drawer. I'm so sorry. I know. I feel Andrew. We love <laughs> he's you. He's gonna love this. Yeah. yeah he's gonna, no. Come on. Yeah. He's gonna just be looking down his pants. Like, what? What the hell? What does this I know. mean? <laughs> and honestly, I don't know what any of this means. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, good. Good pick, Jason. Let's, let's do uh, Lindsay. So you, uh, Juice World, Lucid Dreams, big hit from this year. I love this song. So what? Uh, you know, tell us about um, your love for this. It's just, it's like a perfect darkly poetic song, which is, those are my favorites. Um, That's why I love Be My Mistake so much too. Um, I just think that like this started off as such an underdog Mm -hmm. and it came out, people really liked it, but then all of a sudden it was climbing the Hot 100 and then all of a sudden it was on mainstream top 40 and it's just been so widely embraced and had such like this organic and very widespread. Yeah. Yeah. and it's I think that's just been fun to watch. Like I didn't really catch on to it until it was already in the top I don't know, top half, if not higher yeah. than that on the hot one hundred. Um and even then I still got to watch it rise. And we did something in the magazine when it made mainstream top forty and this uh radio P D said that it's one of those things where like everyone falls apart during any depression, especially mm-hmm. one that's like sparked by a breakup. And so you naturally flock to it for the lyrics, which I think are impeccable. But then it's also unexpectedly catchy. Yeah. Um, it just gets stuck in the back of your head. And I, I don't know. There's nothing like really controversial or too explicit about it. I think it's it's a safe song in a lot of ways that is sort of new for SoundCloud rap. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. It's just been fun to watch Juice World take off. Yeah, I mean, I said I realized I said just a minute ago that it was an unexpected hit, which it was. Like, I think yeah. no one expected it to be as big as it is. But in in another sense, like if you're like reading the tea leaves of culture, like exactly. SoundCloud rappers doing emo rap, like accessible emo rap like mm-hmm. this is like a huge, like you know, that was Lil Uzi yeah. Vert's biggest hit. Yeah, um, it makes like, sense. Stuff on like this paper. really crosses over and mm-hmm. like hits a, strikes a chord with people. And it also like kind of scratches an itch that hasn't been scratched lately. Like it's emo is has been long gone from the charts, and getting something that's like this unabashedly like teenage emotional, yeah, is is new and I don't want to say refreshing per se, but like it's a, it's something that a lot of people have been wanting. Totally. Um, and I think it helps that this song is so also just like it is that emotional and straightforward, but it's also kind of otherworldly, which mm-hmm. you know makes it so it's not too like saccharine and obvious, right? Yeah. I think it, yeah, it's it's a obviously very catchy, hard to get out of your head sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Jason, yeah, you know I, I I've gone back and forth on this song a lot. I I don't I don't love it, and I think I think that everything that sorry Lindsay, uh, okay, I'm I trashing think, one no, of your you later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that w- the the artist you just mentioned, uh, Lil Uzi Vert, I think packs more of a punch in kind of every aspect than juice mm-hmm. world um and i think that ju- and that's no that's sort of no offense to juice world it's a little offense to juice world. I <laughs> this think one that, like, person he's is just better trying... than you in every way no offense yeah no if- i think he's still <laughs> figuring it out like i think yeah. that um no offense is the funniest phrase to me it's like obviously what you're about to say is offensive i know there's no, no offense yeah. juice world <laughs> yeah but um i'm gonna tear you down no i mean like <laughs> um juice world actually just dropped a, a new song with kodak black uh today which i really enjoy 
But that's the one thing I will. He's a little bit problematic. Problematic. Now. Yeah. Problematic juice world. Um, yeah, I know. I we know. juice w- has so many calories. I'm like, oh, can I really? I know, right? Yeah. Like you don't want a world of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Can we get some seltzer into this equation? <laughs> I don't know. Some diet juice world, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. And take it away, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no more comments. I mean, yeah, that, that, that derailed it. I'm sorry. Um, well, let's, let's uh, after derailing it, let, let, let's hand it back to you. Let's talk about something you love talking about. Sheck West. Sheck West. Yes. <laughs> so this is one of your, you know, if, if you talk to Jason in 2018, you're going to hear about Sheck West. Yes, that's 100% true. Uh, I would say that I've probably had, like, songs that I know intellectually are better mm-hmm. at, like, the top of my favorite songs list. Um, in terms of songs that have brought me pure joy this year, <laughs> Mobamba's clearly number one. Aww. I would also say that the the thing is that when uh, Sheck West dropped Mobamba, he also dropped the song "Live Sheck West, Die Sheck West." So those yeah. two in tandem have have basically. I think they're both in my top five most played on Spotify this wow. year. I have no I have no regrets. Um, Mobamba is just this kind of like tyrannosaurus rex of a hip-hop song (laughs) it just kind of stomps and has no subtlety whatsoever Mm -hmm. and it just kind of barks at you and screams at you and i just love it like it's just it's just completely overpowering and i I remember the first time i heard it i was just like oh my god what is that this is going to be massive the game hath been changed yes and (laughs) i just like i i think that this is just i i love when hip hop can do this, when it's just so enormous, it'll bowl you over yeah. and you just can't even like, you just get completely swallowed up in it. Um, the song that I, I think I compared it to so quick, quickly, I've talked about this song on must hear music before with, uh, with Joe and Jeff Benjamin. Uh, and you guys <laughs> God, just had yeah. absolutely no idea like what to say about this <laughs> song. And it was incredible. I was like, I love this song. And Jeff was like, yeah (laughs) yeah it's fun like it was that shout out to jeff um but like uh what i i remember comparing it to soldier boys turn my swag on um uh during that podcast and it's (laughs) Mm -hmm. like it it, it, if you listen to turn my swag on it's like this kind of like trap door like hip-hop where you just kind of it, it, like I said, it swallows you. You fall into this whole like other universe where it's just like you can't you can't turn away from it. It's just totally in your face. It's so loud and so abrasive, and it's great. So thank you, Sheck West. I hope Sheck West like I I, I he was supposed to come into our office, yeah, and, and then he never him. did. I have yet to meet Sheck West, and like I feel like I'm gonna hug him when I meet him. I know, and you're, I'm really excited you're like, about that. You're like that. just grinning ear to ear talking about. I it. really am. Oh. Um, all of my friends, like I, all of my friends love Sheck West, uh, and yeah, that's all I'll say. Nice brag. Yeah, <laughs> all yeah. my friends. All my friends love. But that's the thing is, like, if Sheck West, okay, very quick aside. <laughs> Very if you don't trust me, trust track. all of my friends. <laughs> um, okay. There, <laughs> there was a night where uh, a couple of my friends and I were out, and um, and th- we were watching a cover band. You probably know where we were yeah. in Montclair, sure New do. Jersey. Uh, and uh, we started talking about Czech West while the cover band was playing, and two guys in the crowd turned around, and they were like. 
are you guys talking about Sheck West? Oh, and we were like, yes. And we just started talking about Sheck West for like 15 minutes. Sheck West brings the people together. Um, and <laughs> At least that's in all your it- friend group. <laughs> <laughs> friends and strangers alike. Um, you know who was just in Montclair ice skating? I know, Ariana. She was uh, in. I, I know. know. It's all about New all Jersey, guys. Circle. So close to Nutley. <laughs> <laughs> You're so lucky. <laughs> it's true. Um, yes, I, I, yeah, the song grew on me a lot. Um, I love the like throaty delivery. I love the like tinny music box sound at the beginning. It's uh, you're you're right though. It's like not subtle, but it's it's a, uh, it bowls you over. Yeah, it forces you to like it. Yep. Um, Lindsay, have you has your? I mean, you weren't on the initial one we talked about. It, yeah, so what do you think about West thoughts? Um, my roommate showed me this song. Yes, because <laughs> I yes. I have this habit of somehow ignoring things that are like massive in the moment, and then I catch on later. She wouldn't let that happen with yes. Mo Bamba. Yes. Um. So my roommate showed this song to me, and I get it. Like I definitely get the appeal and why it's so big. It's not for me. Um, and I think I was even more turned off by like how they tried to really quickly capitalize on the success of this one song. I almost feel like it ruined its lifespan a little bit because then they surprise dropped the album, right? Mud Boy. Yeah. yeah. In stores like, now. Very soon after. Um, <laughs> Available on iTunes. <laughs> in stores now. <laughs> Getting a percentage. <laughs> and, and what are these stores we're talking about? Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's in like Urban Outfitters. You just might roll up to Urban. still has a CD store. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, if only. But yeah, I mean, I I'm so happy that the song makes you so happy. That's all I ask. That's all I just yeah, respect my joy. I, care about. I have I have enjo- I, like- I have I've been out with your roommate when this song has come <laughs> on, and uh, yeah, we both. I'm glad. Yeah, we both it, had a ball. Glad yeah. that it connects with the people, you know. Right. <laughs> I'm just not one. You're just not one of those people. You're not yeah. willing to put your lip shuts pants on for this song. <laughs> Let the joke die. All right, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's okay. Um, all right, I'm going to do one. This is a song that makes me very happy. Uh, Cardi B, Bickenhead. Yeah, so, uh, great song. Cardi B, Invasion of Privacy, definitely one of the best albums of the year for me. Um, and for a lot of people, Agreed. I think Rolling Stone put it their number one, actually. Yeah. Which is sort of surprising for them. Uh, it's uh, a rework of Project Pat's, uh, I think, 2001 hit, uh, Chickenhead. Mm-hmm. And that did bok bok, like, you know, like the noise that chicken goes or, yeah. you know, whatever. We, well done. Yeah. Well done. You know what, the chicken You know now. what a chicken sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so instead of bok bok, this is guap guap. Um, get some chicken, guap guap, get some bread. It's just, like, super catchy mm-hmm. and, like, you know, is very just, like, immediate and fun. And what I love about this is that, like, this song, Bickin' Head, is, isn't, like, it's a very much an album track. Like, it's not one of the, like, yes, cornerstones sure. of the album. It's not one of the hit singles. But it's just, like shows why Cardi B has crossed over so much is that she's just so much fun. Like, the delivery is cheeky and assured and, you know, lyrically dexterous, and it's just insanely fun to listen to. Um, And there's just, like, also, like, the production-wise, they really put, you know, they put a lot into these songs. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of attention to detail. It's, like, minimal, but there's it's also, like, there's stuff going on in the background. So I just wanted to shout out, you know, a, a good album track on a smash album. Um, do you guys have any big and head thoughts? Indeed. I was surprised that you picked Pat this thoughts. one. Um, I don't know. I love the album. This song, it, it is fun, but I just think they're like the standouts are such strong standouts that I didn't play this one as often as everything else. Fair. 
Uh, I, yeah, I love this song. Um, I think that the first four tracks on Invasion of Privacy, which is uh, Get Up 10, Drip, mm-hmm. Thick and Head, and Bodak Yellow is kind of like unstoppable. Yeah, I'd agree with that. All right. Well, let's do, I think we have maybe one more, maybe two more. Maybe two. Lindsay, King Princess. Ah, yes. Talia. God, I love this song. Um, <laughs> God. Takes a drag of a cigarette. Yeah. Love this song. <laughs> um, this is off her debut EP, Make My Bed, which came out this year. Sort of the runaway hit there was 1950. Just mm-hmm. a very cute, great song. But um, this is the one that has stuck with me the most. It's just like, I don't know, this fascinating song. I I told Joe earlier, I identified a trend in all my picks. They're like very moody yes. post-breakup songs, like Lucid Dreams, Gladly, Talia, Better Off. This is America, not so much. Um, yeah. <laughs> unless you're breaking, breaking up with America. Up America. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this one, she's also really young, and I just think that she's so like, so romantically smart in how mm. all of the lyrics are here. Um, like she talks about how she buried her ex, like mentally, you know, you sort of like put mm-hmm. that person we hope. in the past. Right. Um, but like the little finger snaps, it's just, so, Love it's, the finger oh, snaps. I know it's so catchy. And my favorite, favorite part, I think of any song this year is at one thirty nine when her voice breaks. Mm-hmm. It's just like you hear the desperation in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think this is just such a standout. I'm very invested in the career of King Princess. Yeah, you, um, you brought another one of her songs here. Yeah, she has a new one, Pussy is God, which is, yes. I wanted to pick that one, but it's so new that I wanted to go back a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, but yeah, I, I think she's going to have a really great career ahead of her, and this song is fantastic. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's like really piqued my interest. Like, it's like a, a thumping you know indie synth pop thing the finger snaps are super fun mm-hmm. her lyrics are great and she's like what 18 or 19 or I, something? yeah she's she's a teen i think uh definitely but, a teen but yeah no it's it's she's just like super interesting 19. uh but yeah king princess jason you're a fan right i am a fan i think i think she's great and i i think she's gonna have some big stuff in 2019 yeah yeah, I think isn't that what we talked about last time? We were like saying, debating whether or not she should have a pop breakthrough. Yes, Jason er, said yes. Lindsay no, said no. We were talking about Billie Eilish actually. Oh, we were. Who it was very hard for me not to pick one of her songs. Well, I know. Showed I, incredible I restraint out. from you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but let's listen to it. Uh, King Princess Talia, and then we have my last pick, and then we're gonna move on to actually just more work in this office. Yeah. But, but let's listen great. to it. King Princess Talia. Think I dug a thousand graves, Talia I hope you're happy anyway But for drinks I'm wasted I can see you dancing All right, next and last, one of <clears throat> excuse me, one of my picks. Uh, I picked Sophie Face Shopping. So no. Sophie had her <laughs> debut album this year. Uh, I'm probably going to get the title wrong. Oil of a Pearl's Uninsides yeah. is, I believe, what the name of it. Um, Sophie definitely had a lot of acclaim leading up to this. I feel like the album was a little too weird and experimental in a way that's not in vogue right now. <laughs> and I everyone just... <laughs> was just like, I don't want this. I just picture <laughs> like I picture someone listening to the Sophie album and just like, a little too weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically. <laughs> like, Anyways, whatever. Uh, this is like an experimental electro pop song. Uh, it's doing these like scronky electronics that like people aren't really doing right now. Um, you know, it's like taking the song and like totally deconstructing it and yeah. like 
finding one note and then going off in a little diversion with that and then coming back to the main thing. Um, you know, and that's just like it's it's weird diversions and it's experimental, but it's like I was saying, it's experimental in a way that like it's just I feel like not what people are accepting right now. Yeah. Like it's very much about like the act of deconstructing a composition, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm into this and I think there's not a lot of electronic music that's doing that um, or at least electronic pop, I should say. Uh, and I, so I'm totally here for it, but I understand why. <laughs> The majority of people are like, oh, yeah, that was pretty good. I just need to catch up with you. It's just, you know, it's just my little fetish with this kind of stuff. <laughs> it sounds uh, like this was recorded in like a scrap metal yard. Yes, that is a very good. <laughs> and that could be a compliment, too. Right. Well, like or on not. Uh, MIA's third album, she had a lot of those like very like unpleasant like power tool noises. Yeah. That a lot of people were just like, oh, why would you want to listen so to this? Jarring. And I'm like, yes, give me more. Yes. <laughs> Maya. Power tool pop. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good comp. I didn't think about that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like I, I like this Sophie project. I I didn't. I it's not like one of my favorites of the year, but I think it's really interesting. And and Sophie is just someone who's really disruptive in in popular music. And I, yeah, I, I think it's definitely worth checking out. And it it's interesting because it feels kind of like a culmination of a, a lot of years of behind the scenes work mm-hmm. and production work. But um, I hope that we get more projects from Sophie more than anything, because this feels like the start of something. And I, I hope it proves to be true. Yeah. I've, I've heard a lot of artists say that they're really excited to work with her going into 2019. Um, I wonder if that will, instead of like her taking on the producer role, if it'll be more of a collaborative. Thing. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, she's done a lot of uh, producer stuff over the years, including Madonna, yeah. you know, so, whoa. Uh, but I yeah, and I that. think the, the last thing I just wanted to say was, uh, the thing I like about it is that, like, the kind of song, like, the deconstructive thing about the song, like, also, like, speaks to the lyric, which is not, like, that's just, like, a kind of an extra bonus thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the lyric is also about, like, your face being, like, a construct and kind of, like, picking apart, like, what that means, like, what you showed at the world. So, you know, when you yeah. have a lyric and the and the song kind of, like, follow, like, have the same message, like, that's, that's an impressive feat. I yeah, think. it is. So, I'm into it. Anyways. Uh... Let's listen to a little bit of it. Sophie, face shopping. Here it is. All right, that was Sophie, and that's all we got for this. So, best of 2018. Wow. Must hear music podcast. Wow. Uh, next week, we will have, neither of you will be asked back, no offense. What? Uh, we are going to have Denise and I think Taylor are coming on to do the best Christmas music. Oh, that's oh. fair. Oh. Something I know podcast. nothing about. <laughs> yeah, I know Jack White didn't do a Christmas album this year, sure so didn't. Lindsay's not getting invited on, oh, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, I think that uh, as. Yeah, where's the best Hanukkah music podcast? What's going on? You're, you're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we'll have you come exist. on and talk, have talk about your <laughs> damn favorite Hanukkah song of 2018. You know who uh, I'm very excited is dropping a Hanukkah project? Sheck Wes, I believe. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> What would you do if that happened? Um, you would never see me again be because called... I would just tour with Sheck Wes. <laughs> Mo Dreidel. 
All right, that's no. enough. All right, guys. Well, this has been a great podcast. It's great night. Oh, sorry, it just ended on that. Um, Motradle. I don't know. Oh my god. Yeah, no one else suggested any titles. For good reason, perhaps. Monora. Um, Monora. That's Mo-Nora. honestly better. That's, that was that's better. Good. Yeah. Love I it. Tried. Okay. All right. I. Uh, Tweet us uh, what your favorite songs of the year were, or like what really stood out for you. Give us reviews. Yeah, we haven't had a review. Talking about Joe's voice in a while. What's going on there? It's true. The quality's yeah. going down. But the quality of my voice <laughs> is going up. I got like finally got over that cough for the most part. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. That's what you think. So, so think. let us know how how Joe sounds now that he's healthy again. Anyways, <laughs> uh, but no, thanks for listening as always. Uh, we're going to do the uh, holiday podcast next week and then take a little bit of a break and then we'll be back with uh, 2019 stuff, whatever the new year may bring. Can't wait. All right. Thanks. And we will catch you later. See you guys. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com Let's get this dinner party started.